I'm drawing a line in the fucking sand here. Do not read the line. Remember when my bacon went through the vegan sugar-free phase? Yeah. Well, I was lucky to survive it. Must have lost 12 pounds. I'm going to burn your heart in a fire! Hello and welcome to episode 53 of the Watching It Podcast. I'm your host, Don L, and with me is Robert. Robert, how are you doing? I'm doing all right. All right. Yeah. Nice. Nice good sunny good. afternoon. I, I did not think it was going to be sunny today. I, yeah. I, I was looking out the weather, and I'm like, this is definitely a cloudy day. Every, every day this week, it has started out cloudy and almost rainy, and then by the end of the afternoon, it's just sunny and hot. Yeah. It's weird. It's Washington. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. Well, today, we're going to be doing... Uh, something a little different. Yeah, uh, yeah. We're going to be digging into some books, actually. Yeah, you know, we don't yeah. just watch movies and yeah. play video games and watch TV and yeah. stuff like that. We, we we read every now and then. I mostly do books on tape. I, mean, I was about to say, I don't know if I would say. So I do read, I, I read, but I read one particular series, uh, which will one day be on this series. It's not on it today, uh, but I do read one particular series. But the whole reason I, why I read it is because I've... M- I mentally just I was like, I want to read a book. Yeah. Essentially what it started with. And then it became the series as a whole. And so I picked this series and I refuse. I got the, I got the audiobooks of some of the earlier books now, just so I can re go through them. But I refuse. Whenever a new book comes out, it's like, no, you're gonna read it. <laughs> you're gonna take the time. You're gonna hold it. You're gonna turn them pages. I don't do I don't even do like electronic books. Like, no, I get the physical book. I'm going nice, to read it. Nice. <laughs> um, so, do you, when you when you read a physical book, do you listen to music or do you just the book and that's it? Uh, depends. Uh, I mean, so actually, backtrack. Uh, with this book series, I just read the book. That's it. Um, but back in my day when I used to read quite a bit, uh, I mean, it's been years, but uh, I would I'd like to throw in a little bit of music depending on what I was okay. reading and stuff. A little light music to listen to. Um, but like Robert said, a majority of my reading and you can't see my quotation <laughs> fingers but i'm doing them. we can hear it in your inflection yeah. uh is audiobooks and I, I but i mean not as much anymore uh back when i used to work in a restaurant and i was a prep cook so i was just making stuff either for the next day or for that night um that was my thing i'd throw in, i devoured audiobooks a lot during that time because yeah you're in the back you're making dressings and all sorts of stuff and yeah, you just zone out. You don't need to think about it anymore. Yeah, a lot of my book and podcast time is spent when I'm doing meal prep or yep. cooking dinner or something like Driving. that. A lot of it's a lot of it's on road trips and yep. doing my commute to and from work and and whatnot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I enjoy a good book from time mm-hmm. to time. I don't listen to or read damn near enough of them. No. But. And, and I mean, one thing with books versus because like a lot of books, and even some of the books we'll talk about, I'm sure, have been made into movies. But one thing that I like about a book that you can you'll never be able to get in a movie without some weird narrative is the internal monologue. Like you can't hear people's thoughts yeah. in movies. You know, some of the books that I enjoy that I've seen movies, you like, it's just like, yeah, you don't. You don't hear that, that that emotional turmoil that person's going yeah. through right now. They try and portray it on their face, you know, but yeah. it's not the same. And so that's one thing that about, you know, the medium as a whole of why, you know, you know, people are like, oh, books aren't neat. I know no Well, I mean, this, and there's but... things you can do with books that you can't do in movies, and, and we're about to do some spoilers here. <laughs> uh, but uh, in, in the Asimov uh, Foundation series, which mm-hmm. is a fantastic series, um, which is not one that, that I meant to talk about today, <laughs> um, there's, there's a character... There's like multiple characters, right, um, that show up throughout the book, and because it's a book and you can't see their face, 
you don't find out until like the last sentence of the book that they're the same character. Yeah. And it's a just an enormous revelation. Yeah. Like just a universe galaxy changing revelation. Right. But you wouldn't know, you wouldn't be able to have that deceit mm-hmm. in a movie. Yeah. Because it's two pretty main characters. Yeah. And yeah, and yeah just on different sides of, of the galaxy, but they are the same person. It, I don't know. It's just, it's really crazy. Yeah. Um, I can't remember which one of the foundation novels that is. Um, but yeah, you just can't do that in a mm-hmm. movie or a TV mm-hmm. show. Yep. Yep. Um, so yeah, we thought we'd just, uh, dabble a little bit with books. And yeah. so Robert, why don't you kick us off? What you got for me? So, so for the two that I picked... Um, these are two of my favorite books, okay. but these are the two books that if somebody goes suggest a book to me, this is the first and second book okay. that I will say, this. these are the ones you need to experience. All right. The first one is A Short History of Nearly Everything by Bill Bryson. Okay. This is not a fiction right. or, or science fiction novel. This is more like a textbook. Okay. Um. And that, so Bill Bryson is a guy who's who's famous for writing travel books. Like he wrote, like one of his most famous and well-known books is one just about all the United Kingdom islands. Yeah. And everything going on there. And he travels to America and does all these little small towns and stuff like that. And he decided to write this massive novel called A Short History of Nearly Everything about science. Okay. So this is like he talks about how old the the universe is, how old the earth is, why we know that, what quarks are and atoms and yeah. how how we develop the table of elements and all this stuff. But he does it in an extremely digestible way. Okay. And in a, in a fun way by basically telling the history of the scientists that made the discoveries. So like, and not just the scientists that made the discoveries of things that we quote know to be true mm-hmm. now, but all the mistakes. Yeah. So like, like there's a there's a he talks about like them trying to capture the transit of Venus across the sun, and he tells the story about this guy. He spent like seventeen years traveling around the world to do it, and every time that he would try to take the picture, like a cloud would show up, or something. <laughs> And he just, he just, it's just this disastrous thing of like people dying and going to sea and getting yeah. lost and all this. And then he finally gets home and he's been declared dead and he has, he's left with nothing for the rest of his life. And wow. Stuff like that. Like there's a crazy one where it's like this, this one guy discovered a dinosaur or something before another guy and he got real mad about it. So he spent the rest of his life like, just, just like rewriting the, his works to yeah. be like this, his enemies works to be him and like taking over his department. And he eventually has the guy's spine on his desk. Like it gets really dark and funny and crazy. Wow. And it, it, you know, basically at the beginning of the book, he's talking about, I was in school and they were teaching me all this science and it was boring. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it's like, this is crazy cool stuff. Like they're talking about the speed of light and like why we know how fast it is and why it curves around black holes and all that. Like this is cool stuff. Why is it boring? Mm -hmm. And he tells it in a way that is not boring. Yeah. And it, it is almost nearly everything. It's, I mean, really like just just, anything is sciencey you can think of. It really goes into it. Yeah. And it's just fantastic. It's a very long book, 
I imagine if he says, yeah, yeah, I think it's, I think everything. it's like, I think it's like thirty hours on books on tape. It's Dang. like it's nice. a long book, nice. but I mean, it covers everything, and it's just a fantastic read, and it really just teaches you so much about science that you didn't know. Yeah, um, and it, yeah, and if it, like if you're not interested in science, this is still just a fun book and and worth it. And I suggest anybody who's anybody that's never heard or read this book absolutely should pick it up. It's just you just learn so much, and it's and it's just fun to read. Yeah, no. Um, I mean, I, I like one thing in there. Like, so the, I think that's one thing with, with you know, like you said, uh, even Heat, like the author was saying, is like, yeah, you, you, we learn about science so much in this kind of structure of like the stuff that we know and, you know, that sort of stuff. We might learn some history, but like so much with science, I mean, not that it's like Wild West shit all the time, but some of the science is just like, especially, I mean, back in the day, but is this like just trying stuff to see what happens. And like you said, yeah. there were lots, like you said, there were lots of, for every thing we got right or we, thing we discovered properly, like there have been so many mistakes no, that... No, and, and it's something that you get from the book is like, wow, we know all this stuff, but it might all be fake. Yeah. It might all be untrue. Like he talks, I mean, he spends a, a significant portion of the book talking about how many times we got the age of the earth wrong. And you just go... Well, how do we know that that's right <laughs> how now? Do we? Exactly. Like, they got cool. it wrong by like millions and millions and millions of years, you know, <laughs> like, you know, like the age of the universe by billions of years. And just, uh, yeah, it's just. See, whenever, it's, it's whenever really it comes to this sort of stuff, I mean, I think that's the thing that just baffles my mind is whenever anybody starts laying down, like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to sound like one of those people who's going to argue fact or that sort of stuff. It's the things that have, but whenever people act like, we have it all sorted out now. Yeah. I'm just like, how many times in history oh, have we said tons, tons. we have it all sorted out now just for someone to come along like, hey, did you notice this? And flip the whole thing yeah, on its yeah. head, you know? And then just also with how much stuff, like I always talk about one of the things with me we're, because we're always, all these people, I mean, you, all the billionaires are trying to get it to test space for whatever yeah. reason. Probably trying to escape the planet because we're all screwed. <laughs> but it's still, a space is like, oh, we got to, space is the next frontier. And I'm always like, we don't even know what's going on at the bottom of the ocean. At, no, There's absolutely. some insanity absolutely. going on down there. And we don't even know that stuff. And so, like, yeah, it just, to me, it's, just, it's baffling just when people just start laying out things like, yes, we have a very good grasp on a lot of things. But to act like, well, we got it now. It's just insanity to me. Cause I'm just like, are you are you serious? Do you not see how much stuff like, is going on out there? That just is like, really? You think we got it all figured out now? <laughs> Speaking of space races, mm-hmm. does it go a little watching it? Like, oh, right, oh, right. Because okay. it is watching it technically. Yeah. Did you know we're in a space race with Russia right now? Yep. Yep. With over over Hollywood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so for those that don't know, Tom Cruise has partnered with SpaceX, and he is going to go to the International Space Station and shoot a movie. I would assume it's a Mission Impossible movie because that's all he makes now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's right up that alley. Yep. I can see him going to the International Space Station as yep. part of Mission Impossible. Uh, but the Russians were like, They're, "Screw that! Yeah. We're gonna pick an actor, and they pick some hot actress from you know Russian actress. They're like, we're gonna send her to the International Space Station to shoot a movie before Tom Cruise does.' <laughs> I'm like, this is the weirdest time. This <laughs> is bizarre. Um, but yeah, no, the 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 book definitely yeah, it sounds like something I'd be interested in. Yeah, it's I like- I, absolutely. It just it's just so amazing. Um, you know, you know, the thing about science is 
it, they they call everything a theory, which is dangerous territory because mm-hmm. then they go like, well, it's just a theory. I'm yeah. like, well, I mean, that's just basically saying it, because like in said, science we we you don't say something is a fact. You you say yeah. this based on the experimentation we have mm-hmm. done and the knowledge that we have. This is the most likely scenario. Yeah. But we're open to changing it later because mm-hmm. we might. I mean, we just discovered a new uh, force. Yeah, we don't know what it is or haven't defined it. But <laughs> this is this gets weird. So like, I don't. Somebody <laughs> might have seen seen something about it in the news a few months ago. But basically, they were throwing you know uh, atoms together at the Large Hadron Collider. Yep, and. I guess quarks, which are the things that make up, you know, uh, protons and neutrons and electrons and stuff, right. so like infinitesimally small, um, they they have a spin, which makes them something, but they also have a wobble, right? <laughs> and they've designed the wobble is like I'm gonna get these numbers wrong, but I'm just throwing out some numbers. It's like zero point zero 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 one two nine seven six four, right? Right, and that's what the math says it should be. Yeah. But then they 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 did it and they reproduced it and the wobble is zero point zero 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 one two six seven three and they're like, that's not right. Yeah, like that's such a such an insanely I, 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 small degree. But now they know that there's some other force acting on this mm-hmm. on this quark that just completely throws all the math out the window. Yeah. And now we gotta go figure out what that is. Mm-hmm. And that's exciting and yeah, awesome to me because eventually, like, can you imagine like what we've done with a sound wave? If we figure out how to harness the power of gravitational waves, yeah, or something I, like that, like <laughs> the 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 amount, like all through history, but especially just now, and I mean, and maybe like I said, maybe ten years from now, or not ten years, but you know, if we're still around hundreds of years from now, they'll look at this time as kind of a slower growth period. But at least for us living in it, it's like it just seems like there's so much that we're just discovering or figuring out. Yeah, there's so much more at to this, discover. Exactly. Yeah. At this time where you look at all of history and like where we're crawling. But I think it's just like I said, it's just it is being alive at this time. It seems like there's so much. But like I said, maybe 500 years from now, the humans would be like, yeah, back in 2021, yeah. they just were kind of bumbling around. But look at all this stuff oh, we're figuring no, out no, now. Yeah, we used to think the Earth was round, but it's really... <laughs> It's really flat because it's all just a holographic. Don't, 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 <laughs> do not. not the, 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 the views just described by Robert are not reflected on this podcast in any way, shape, or form. I do not believe in flat earth theory, but that would be, that would be so funny. Oh my gosh, no. No, 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 no. Anyway, uh, 2005 book, sorry, 2003 book, um, uh, Bill Bryson. We've obviously made huge discoveries since 2003. Yeah. Like, yeah. So I would be really interested if he did an updated volume of it. Um, which I didn't look to see if he did or not. I don't think he did. Uh, but yeah, Bill Bryson, A Short History of Nearly Everything, the one book that I suggest everyone in the world read. Anybody ask me for what book they should read, I'm like, that one right there. All right. I will, so, I will add that to my list because that's, I mean, that sounds like a good one right there. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. I got a, I got a, I mean, it's not, I've got, hey, I've got, I've got a file for you. I can, I can hook you up with it. I was about to say, I got a, I got a road trip coming up here that, oh yeah. No, I, I listened, I just listened to it in preparation for this because I was like talking. I was like, it's Mm -hmm. been a while since I read it. I, every time I go on a road trip for like, you know, two or 3,000 miles, yeah, I listen to this book. Nice. Every single time. Nice. Yeah. I've, six times I've listened to it. It's awesome. So, all right. Yeah. 
Nice, what do you nice. got for us, Donnell? So I'm going to take things in a totally different direction yep, after yep. <laughs> after we just had some deep like scientific. Mine's an unorthodox so, book. It's not I, what you I, probably I'm, expected I'm me to bring into, to the table. No, it's great though. <laughs> I'm 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 going into uh, a fantasy uh, fantasy narrative, definitely fiction. Um, so growing up, I've I and it wasn't until recently um, that I've dabbled a little bit with this, but it's been weird with me as I watch like movies and TV and that sort of stuff growing up. And even now tons of sci-fi love. Oh yeah. Sci-fi. I mean, everything. look, sci-fi, Star Wars, I, Star Watchmen Trek, podcast, Stargate. And then yeah. outside of that, I mean, even superhero movies are sci-fi in some degree. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Stuff. So I, and I just love, I love sci-fi watching it. I can't read sci-fi for some reason. Really? I've always, really? until recently, like I said, I've, I've dabbled with it now, but until recently, like I've always been a fantasy junkie when it came okay. to books okay. growing up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tons of fantasy. Um, and so, and I've done a diff- lot of different ones and it's always kind of all over the place. me hit or miss. There's lots of book series that I have read where in the beginning, like this is a fan fantastic series i love this series and then by the time you get to the end you're like this is a garbage series <laughs> like uh, one of the one one of the series that will never make this list even though the first book i would say is just and maybe i'll put the first book up with a warning of do not finish this series but anyways the first book was just great the the, the like i said i i would let anyone who asked me like oh would, I, would, would you recommend it I'd be like oh no no, I would not because the first they just didn't know how to finish the series. What's like the book on it? What's the book? Well, actually, so I can't remember what that one's called, but the other one that I can think about that is, I mean, I want as highly rated, but it was a very unique story and very engaging. Is a series called Scythe. Oh, I never heard of it. It's uh, this is not my thing, but I'm going to give a quick rundown. It's basically in a world where we've defeated death and everyone oh, lives forever. Okay, but then we realize we can't sustain that. So they create a basically a a, a sex and they actually aren't the government, but basically it's a thing where basically they're reapers and randomly they just select people that sounds like a really good book it is to begin with and then it just goes <laughs> oh my the first book is Mwah. the second book is like okay no we're still on the right track and then the third book they just took it out back and shot it i don't know what happened <laughs> so the what, matrix i don't know what the author was thinking but yeah so there's reapers and that's literally their job to kill people, but they're not, well, that thing is they're not supposed to be just like, they're not supposed to be like, even though they do kill a lot of people, they're not like serial keep killers or they're not supposed to do it for fun. But then all of a sudden there's this guy starts showing up who is like, you can tell he's a serial killer, but he's getting away with it because no one's uh, understood the rules. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very good story. And it's very engaging. The first book is great. The second book. And then the third book. Oh, <laughs> every time I think about it, it just pains me so much. Anyways. That's not the book I was trying to talk yeah, about. Yeah, no, nope, no, nope, get to it, get to it. Um, so the book series, it's a series. Um, it's six or five books, and the series is called uh, The Dagger and the Coin. And I will tell you to this day, I don't know why it's called The Dagger and the Coin. Okay. Um, is there a dagger and a coin in the book There's anywhere? lots of coin in the book because money is exchanged, and there's daggers used, but they're not pivotal. Like, there's not like a special dagger or coin at any point. Um but it is essentially about uh, the overview of this. Or sorry, before we go into what it's about, um, it's written by Daniel Abraham, and it's five books written from 2011 to 2016. Uh, the books are the first one is the Dragon's Path, uh, the King's Blood, the Tyrant's Law, the Widow's House, and the Spider Spider's War. Okay. Um, essentially, it's in a world where dragons used to rule, like rule over everybody. They were okay. they're intelligent and stuff, and then they all just disappeared hmm. and so in the beginning humans were you know there's also there's other races but humans were one of many races that were just you're just there to serve the dragons 
Um, but now we've kind of risen up. Um, but, and everyone is like, it's better. Like, yeah, it's great that the dragons are gone. Everybody's happy about it. Um, but then uh, the story, as the story progresses, a strange fringe cult pops up that is preaching of this spider, uh, basically God, which it turns out to just be spiders and people's blood. It's weird. Um, okay. But basically mind control. And that they start taking over. <laughs> you find out that eventually, and there's, and this is ultimately they find the last living dragon. But the thing, reason why it's good to have dragons around and it's, when they do find the last living dragon, he does have to realize like he, when the dragon wakes up from his long slumber, he's like, I'm here to rule. And they're like, Whoa, things have changed, bud. Like we're not yeah. all just bound down. We're not primitive anymore, but still, this is very rain of fire to me for some reason. Dragons, eh, rain of fire. Were they, were they smart? In, or no, not really. It? Yeah, no. Cause this dragon talking and all that. No, no, stuff. no. They can but, uh, yeah. Um, but it, dragons basically have been fighting this war with the spiders for, Okay. Centuries. Um, but the the thing I like about it, a couple of things is like it's that a, sounds really cool. It's a it's a really good story. And like one of the things as I said, one is as I talked about with some other series that I've read, a lot of people screw up as they go with the books. And I, I, it may sound like being critical. Like I mean, I've never written a book, and I I always talk about this books and movies and TV shows finishing strong or finishing when it's right and making yeah. sure your stories comes together is a tough thing. And this is one of the first book series that. When it ended, I was just like, that was perfect. Nice. They, they put together a solid story with character development and growth. And it, it, from the beginning to end, you're engaged. And when it ends, you you feel satisfied. Because nice. like, that story was told to its completion and stuff. And so Are they long really, books, each book? They're, yeah, they're about, I mean, not too long. Um, I mean, they're like 500 pages each. Okay. Um, but That's not bad. Audio-wise, I think it's like 20, anywhere between 15 and 20 hours. Okay. Um. And basically, it's this. Uh, it's the another thing I like about it, and it carries on. Daniel Abrahams is half of the team. That is another book series that I will one day bring up. I'm not going to bring it up now. I'm just going to keep it there. <laughs> but uh, but he carries us over into that series. Um, is he does where the narrative is told from multiple characters' perspectives. Okay. Through different chapters. Um. So some of the characters uh is there's Marcus Wester. He's kind of your Is it is it like a is it like a chapter by chapter thing, like Game of Thrones kind of Yeah, thing? chapter by chapter. Um when did the, these books come out? Are these older books? No, it no? just said two thousand you know you don't even listen when oh, I Oh I didn't catch that. I, I didn't don't, catch that. I'm it, sorry. It, it, everybody who's listening to the podcast, Robert's just sitting here pretending to be in I was I was too busy writing down <laughs> the names of these books on my my reading list of read the first book of the scythe <laughs> like, uh but no it's uh, like I said, 2011 to 2016. Is oh, okay, okay, sorry. five books, um, basically one a year, except I think in between three and four, there were two years. Okay, um, but anyways, um, but yeah, so there's there's different characters, and you kind of one is because of this, you get to like a lot of books, you have one main character that's who you focus on, um, and then also books are you know told in first and third person. This is a first person one, so when you're with that character, you're hearing their thoughts, not hearing a story about them. Yeah. Um, so you get insight in these characters, and like it's not just the good guys. Uh, you actually get from the bad guys side, okay. too, throughout, and you get that viewpoint of why, like, not all of them. Do some you of them get are sympathetic just, to both sides? A little bit. Okay. A little bit. Because I was going to say, not all of them. Some of the bad guys are just bad guys. You know, they're just straight up. But there's a couple of them where you're on their story. Like, honestly, so there's three main characters. Uh, there's two on the good guy side, and there's one of the main characters is a bad guy. But when you hear things from his mindset, because, I mean, he's mistreated throughout most of the book, or for a lot of the first book, and then he starts gaining power through this cult. But anyways, 
but it's not just that, but you, you, he views that he is righting the wrongs of the world. Like he mm. and stuff. And you can even see where he's coming from. You never agree with him, but you also get like, you get a little bit of, he does a lot of terrible things. Though. So you never get really sympathetic with yeah. him. He does some really terrible things. Um, but yeah, so it's just a really engaging story and the multiple viewpoints. And then just like I said, they, Daniel Abraham took a lot of time developing these characters and like figuring out how he wanted to tell their story. Gotcha. And like I said, it's five books, so it's not the biggest series. And it's ended. Yeah, it's done. Okay. It's like that's that's knowing when to finish. Like he told his story, and it's done. And yeah. there, he, some people are like, and then he, you start up their next story. I'm like, nope, he's he's just done. He's moved on to this other thing that I'm not going to bring up. Uh, but anyways, <laughs> until later, one day I will. Um, but because uh, it is also one of my favorite book series. Um, but um, but yeah. So he told his story, and then he was done. And it's just it's very well put together. You can tell that it wasn't a thing of he wrote the first book and then thought maybe I'll write another. It was he had this the whole thing, the whole thing out. figured okay. out. Um, it's just it's just a great fantasy story if you if you like. One day, you know, I mean, we have Lord of the Rings, we have Game of Thrones. I this story is good. Where I mean, maybe Netflix or Amazon or somebody okay. will one day pick it up because I, I mean, it's great. It's good stuff. Yeah, and they already, you know what keeps me from the Game of Thrones books is that like I don't know if that guy's gonna live. To yeah, no, this. exactly. <laughs> no, I, no freaking joke, man. I'm not trying to be hard on uh, George R. R. Martin, but I'm just like, dude, like. It takes him so Stop long working on other stuff. Yeah. He, he, so right now he's working on, and I'm happy. Like another I'm excited show. about it. Well, no. is So I play the games Dark Souls and mm-hmm. all this stuff. And so the makers of that is from software. Well, they have, and it's supposed to be coming out like 2022, 2023. They're making a game called Elden Ring that everybody who is a Dark Souls fan is foaming at the, fuming at the mouth for. Like, we're ready yeah. for it. And it's written, it's going to be one of the first games because one thing that all of the Dark Souls games are known for is like really good difficulty and all this stuff. Story is you got to dig in to find this story yeah you know it's very light on story elements you got to read a bunch to find the story well elden ring is supposed to be their first story burst game and the person who's writing the story george R. R. martin yeah and so part of me's like that's cool but i'm like why are you writing this game story when you can <laughs> yeah. be writing a book that everybody's waiting to read <laughs> like and he's also hell? he's also doing another like sci-fi show mm-hmm. for like hbo or something like get it together man he i mean uh, the book that he's writing right now that still hasn't come out i think it's like the fourth out of all six books or it might be more i just feel like i think i'm pretty sure there's two books left i'm like dude yeah you're not even done with this book you got two more and you're over here <laughs> making video games and sci-fi <laughs> adventure shows like get it together and man. he is not a young man he is not a young man <laughs> he is not a young man and i'm not insulting him yeah but he's yeah. also he's not in like he's not like in some really good shape he's not an olympic athlete either i just <laughs> just i mean i i know there's a lot of people out there who watch the game of their own show and weren't 100% happy with the Well, that's ending. because they didn't have the books to but reference. That's my thing. The like, story wasn't done. Everyone keeps saying, like, well, at least we'll get the, the the proper ending in the books. And I'm just like, you might not. You might have to just settle for what you saw I wonder, in the show I wonder how much ending. of that was that was the real ending. If and the now books. he's back. And he was like, he was like, like you know oh, what? Crap. I want to see how that plays. And now he's like, oh, I got to go rewrite <laughs> yeah. the whole he's thing. Like, I'm just going to go cross out all of that. Start over. Um, but... Daniel, Daniel Abrahams did not do that. Excellent. Solid five books. Sounds check good. It out. Sounds good. I'm, I'm definitely going to check that one out. It is. I'm not a big fantasy book guy, but but that sounds interesting. I like the idea that the dragons have got a secret mm-hmm. war going on, and that's why they've been away. And yeah, yeah. Then they come back to get their throne, and it's yeah. just like different. It's how different. much how much time passes? So well, is so it like modern society? No, no. It, oh, okay. It, so it's it's basically it's definitely Middle Ages times. Okay. Um. 
basically the dragons were ruling and stuff probably when we were like caveman-ish oh, right? earlier okay, sort of things okay. and that's why when the like i said the last dragon is awakened and stuff because all the rest of dragon kind of died and stuff and that dragon is awakened and he's like i'm here to rule and like the the humans and all the other races like well we've moved on we've moved on yeah. past we got our like, own king we're now. not here to like <laughs> bow down to dragons and all that sort of stuff hmm. um very interesting but they do have to work together to defeat the, the, the spiders so it's interesting it's it's a good series so so my other book which is uh the second book i suggest to people right. it's a little different than that all right uh it is called good omens ah have you read this book i have not read it but you've talked to me about it okay and I've looked it up um this is this is a book by terry pratchett and neil gaiman Okay. And Neil Gaiman's first novel hmm. that he was involved with, um, Terry Pratchett, of course, extremely, uh, you know, most, mo- almost solely known mm-hmm. for writing the Discworld series, yep. which are fa- a lot of fantastic books. Just, mm-hmm. I don't know, there's like 25 of them or He's, something. It's ridiculous. And an unknown amount of short stories. It's a, it, it's a very detailed universe that this guy was like, I'm yeah. just going to do that my whole life. Yep. <laughs> like, hey. You find something that works for you, and I mean, it's definitely been success for him. So you can't be like, "Oh, that's yeah, hey, yeah," you know, if he did, if he did pretty good at it. Um, and then, of course, Neil Gaiman. He did, he did American Gods. He did the mm-hmm. Sandman comic series. Just a ton of DC comics, right? Yep. Batman and Superman and all sorts of stuff. Um, he also, you know, he also adapted the Sandman character Lucifer for the Lucifer TV show, yep. which I'm a fan of. Um, you know, just ton, Is tons of stuff. Is the Lucifer TV show still going on? Or? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. There's a new season. There was a season last year. I got delayed because of COVID. Right. right. As everything did. Uh, but yeah, they're still making it, and there'll All be right. there'll be more coming out. Nice. Um, it, that's an interesting show if you ever try and watch it because it's it's it started out on network TV, yeah. and then went to Netflix and had a shift. Yeah, and it is yeah. it is a weird per- police procedural <laughs> situation where the devil's just helping them solve crimes. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> um, normal Tuesday anyway, right here. Uh, this is an older book. This came out in 1990. Okay, so 31 years old yep, now. Yep. So yeah, uh, it is a book about the uh, biblical apocalypse. Um, it kind of starts out with uh, the Antichrist being born, right. but getting swapped as a baby. So like okay. they go, they go to the, there's a, there's an accident. They get the nurses get confused and end up you know sending like they think that they're sending the antichrist to go live with this like American diplomat, you know. <laughs> and they send and they send all these like they send angels and demons to go try and you know as like gardeners and nurses you know to like try and influence the child. But yeah. really like the real antichrist is just this regular like. United Kingdom family out in the countryside <laughs> with nice. a normal mom and dad and stuff like that. Um, and it's, it's just really good. You've got uh, a lot of really good characters. You've got, you know, the Antichrist kid who doesn't know he's the Antichrist, and he's got a little gang of kids that he kind of runs, you know, doing, like, Goonies stuff. Okay. Um, you've got, like, uh, this one guy who's just, like, he's just kind of doesn't know what to do with his life in his mid-20s, and he ends up, like, answering an ad to go be a witch hunter. <laughs> Which, you know, and this is like modern, modern yeah. society, you know, uh, you, you get the four horsemen of the apocalypse, which are kind of interesting characters. Um, you've got uh, an, an angel and a demon that have been watching over the earth for, you know, since the beginning, you know, uh, and, and they've kind of got it. They've been around for so long. They've kind of got this weird friendship. Yeah. You know, uh, Crowley, the demon, he's just this weird, slick character like there's a, there's a funny part where he uh, he has a bunch of house plants and they're the greenest house plants in the world and but he never waters them, 
And the, then the way that he keeps them green is just every now and then he goes and finds the plant that's doing the worst and he goes and shows it to all the other plants and then takes it away and it's never seen again. <laughs> you know, it, it is through and through a comedy. Okay. 100% okay. a comedy. It is a, it is a short book. I should have written down how many pages it is. This is almost like a day read. Yeah. Honestly, it is. And it's just, I've read it like probably six or seven times. Just fantastic. Just a perfect blend of dark humor, comedy, you know, British, British, com- very British comedy, very British. you know, uh, and, and, and it, yeah, it just deals with the biblical apocalypse and, and just a very fun, light, lighthearted, but also dark way. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's just an odd pairing of Terry Pratchett and Neil Gaiman, but it just, it just works so perfectly. Yeah. Um, so there you go. Yeah. Good omens. Wasn't there, I felt like there was a TV. It, okay. I was going to say, uh, wasn't there I, a TV? I can't remember if I watched it. Or if I just started watching it, um, I mean it's fine. Yeah, it's not. Look, here's the problem: is a, this is one of my favorite books. This is the this is the second book I would ever suggest yeah. to someone. You know, it, it, no one's gonna do the vision that I have in my head. <laughs> it's just not gonna happen. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, hmm. that makes me think. You know, mine. That's like the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy like mm. movie. Like just ugh, yeah, ugh. You know, because yeah. it's not what I see in my head. It's too British, and I'm an American. They messed up Zayfoid. They messed up the robot. Yeah, like uh, the, the paranoid android. Like Marvin. yeah, Zayfod was, um, an uh, an interesting choice of actor to begin with, and stupid flip head. Yeah, like, and he then needs two distinct heads. Yeah, and then Zoe Deschanel is is what's well, her we're, name? We're like, just oh. we're just we're just plowing. We're turning into watching it. No, no, that's <laughs> not it. Is we're just plowing straight into because my my second book series is the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Book series. Nice. So we'll okay, dig into some, some more of that. Okay, let's do it. Good omens. You should check it out. It's yep. really good. All right, so mine, as we've already been talking about, my, and honestly, with Robert, how he had his two books of, like, books he'd recommend for anybody, this is probably, I mean, I'm not sure where on my list, but this is definitely one that I recommend. Anytime I meet someone who hasn't read Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, I'm like, you need to go read Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Um, That it's just, it's, so, uh, a little bit in line with the, uh, with uh, Good Omens, we, it's another British comedy uh, written by Douglas Adams, who is... A man, he Hitchhiker's is what he's known for, but he also has D- Dirk Gently. Oh yeah, I've got a first agency. edition of Dirk Gently uh, over there on my shelf. Did he did a lot of or, and the, of these things, but he did radio versions. That's where a lot of them actually started. Well, was, well yeah, the, uh, I be, I believe it was originally a radio. That's play. what I was saying. Is yeah. yeah, he did radio plays before their books. Um, Douglas Adams, he so he passed away. Um, almost twenty years. Like he'd be yeah. he'd be uh. It's, 69 no no i think he did but i think it was before he completely finished the series i think he had it some is. more work it because, is because uh there was a friend of the family that ended up releasing yep, we'll uh, and about. another thing yep um, um after the fact but yeah so so douglas adams passed away before finishing it and before finished dirk gently because they actually have like you know they have like uh they released the, the third book but the third book is like half I, I could never do it. I'd ne- I would yeah, I only did it. the first it, two. It's, it's half of the book, and then they don't have a finished for and then they just have, like, random jottings from Douglas yeah. Adams. And it's a great collector's thing, but, like, for me, that would drive me to insanity to read the first <laughs> two books and then get the third book and have it just end randomly halfway yeah. through. And be like, you'll never get the ending. I'm like, no, <laughs> no, thank you. I will pass. But one of the book series that he but, By the way, wait, Dirk, Dirk, gently, real quick. Mm-hmm. Second book, best name of a book ever. 
Long Dark Tea Time of yeah. the Soul. Just yes. the best name of a yes. book ever. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy um, is, I mean, where do you, it's definitely a sci-fi. Uh, it fan, is absolutely fantasy. a sci-fi um, comedy. But it is a comedy. It stars Arthur Dent, who is the most normal mundane man to ever be yep. thrown into a sci-fi yeah. thing uh he spent a majority politics. of the book series <laughs> in his bathrobe for crying out loud yeah yeah um and it's just it's a world that douglas adams built it is so absurd like how it's built but also he spent a lot of like talking about world building and making so, so, like even though it's absurd he strings most of it together logically or not logically but where it's like the logic of the world, I should say, not yeah. real life logically. Yeah. Like, and there's things that come up in book two that yeah, there's are things that come up circled at the, back at the to final in book, book four that, and book five. Things that because like the the one I always talk about is the 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 well and the plant when they first yeah use yeah the potted the, plant yeah. is like crazy and, and then you find out two books later because of the, basically the well and the plant that won't go deep into it, but they get spawned out of nothingness and both come into existence and they go over what the well thinks as it's put there in the middle of the sky as it's plumbing and the was like oh what's this i'll call it air and what's that and, oh, i'll call it the ground maybe it'll be my friend and then the well dies and like strangely the potted plant only thought oh no or, or, uh, oh great not, not again. again yeah and then two books later you find out why the plant said not that and you figure out who the, you find out who the plant well, and is and then there's like there's like little moments where like he swats a fly mm -hmm. and they like say what the fly thinks i love like you son yeah. of a bitch yeah and it's just and he, yeah and one it's just like multiple books is, before you figure out what that's all about one of my favorite things also is we get introduced to a character in the third book uh, i cannot remember his name but he's basically a, a person who through some freak accident with a rubber band a paper clip i can't remember what the third thing is yeah 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 he grants himself immortality um and the one thing that he they talk about in the book and it actually makes a lot of sense uh, is that you know beings who are meant to be immortal are born with a mind that can handle being immortal but since he was not meant to be immortal he can't deal with it and eventually he just gets fed up with the universe and decides he is going to he gets a ship that can travel all over the universe and also can travel through time and decides he's going to insult Everybody in the universe in alphabetical order <laughs> in all of time. Everybody yeah. who ever lived or will live. So he's traveling to time. And with the first time we get introduced to him, he's still in the A's, by the way, which of course he is, because he's he comes to insult Arthur. Well, like a book later, they're doing something. There's a big battle and stuff that people are dying. And there's a background, like I said, the, our main character is doing something else, and we just focus on a background scene where all of a sudden he shows up again to walk up to a dying man who, like, it's after Arthur. So I think his name is like um, like it has to be after AR. I can't, I can't remember what his name is, but something like Axel or something like yeah. that. And he was like, Axel, you're a prick. And then the man dies and he gets in his face <laughs> and leave. And they, they focus on that background scene for two seconds just to let you know, like he's still out there and he's still doing his thing. Um, and it's just, it's just a great absurdity, uh, by far. And you, I mean, you should read all the books, but to read the best book, you do have to read the first book. Cause by far to me, the best book in the series is the restaurant of the Indian universe. Um, we talked about Zayfoid and there's so there's a movie. In the movie, they Zayfoid has two heads. He's yep. an alien with two and heads. And three arms. And three arms. In the movie, they made it where basically one of his heads is in his neck below it, and you only can see it when he looks up. Yeah. And it ruins everything because one of the best scenes in the restaurant around the universe is when Zayfoid is explaining how their improbability drive works. 
and he has two heads. One of his heads is completely sober, but the other <laughs> one is drunk and keeps interrupting and like <laughs> mumbling on and stuff. And it's just a, just just a perfect blend. It is a funny book. It is a very engaging story, and it actually like it makes you think sometimes because like one of the things I I preached all the time not that i truly believe it but sometimes like it might work out better than what we got yeah. is i'm like the man who rules the universe yeah is a dude who lives in a set on a planet that nobody really knows about and he doesn't and he's know like he's got like alzheimer's or something. He's like he's got forgetfulness he'll play yeah with a and, pencil and he and just he just he's like he's, yeah and he's just he's just like farmer he has some goats yeah that's from and, the first book because they need the improbability yeah. drive to get to it and they come to like they're just basically people who you know, rule run the universe. Come and ask him questions like, "How would you handle this?" And he just answers out of his honest yeah. opinion, not out of political intrigue or anything else. And sometimes I think, uh, looking at our political system, like maybe that. I mean, I know that sounds insane, but also like, as they say, power breeds corruption. It's like, but if you don't know, you're running the show. Maybe you would just answer honestly about how you would address this yeah. situation. Live said, "Not there's so many uh, great stories. My favorite one is." uh is the the race that um gets locked away on a planet because they're just they're just they never thought to look up oh yeah and then one day one somebody day. looks up <laughs> and they and, see that there's all these stars in the sky yep and they come to the realization that there's other planets and people and they're like we must destroy no, it all. That's not yeah. cool. We're just gonna destroy everything <laughs> they become in the this universe. War race that just is like <laughs> we will destroy everything because it can't exist. It's just like, are you kidding me? And there's like a whole story behind that. And then yeah. like the, the the trial where they they ask him, they they force him to to tell the truth about everything, mm -hmm. and he just doesn't stop. So they lock him in a yeah, vault. They lock so him in a vault. Like he won't stop. He, won't. he just keeps telling the truth. But what I love is one day when they get in the vault. And he's just sitting peacefully by himself. I was like, oh, I finished like two centuries ago or something. There was a like long part about frogs. <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, man, yes, yeah, so many good parts. And and the good thing to know about the book is uh, there, there's five five primary books, five and there's primary there's books. one that got released like 20 years later. Yeah, um, by by a friend, which I'm not a big fan. I'm not a big of fan a, of the book. I I so when it comes to and another thing, it has some merits and it does provide some closure. But it's it's truly another man's because uh, the run the person who wrote it he actually writes another book series probably isn't on my if we were like you know nostalgia books or something I might put it on there because this is a kid series um the Artemis Fowl series actually mm. um it's Owen Colfer and I actually really like him like I said I really like the Artemis Fowl you know, series you know if if anything... he's written some other things I have nothing against him it's just Douglas Douglas Adams his mindset yeah you can't replicate that yeah and I I give Owen Colfer mad props for trying and i'm glad that the family trusted him enough and yeah. felt close enough to him, allow him to try but i knew going into and another thing it's not yeah you can't well i mean it, 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 so so in the in the hitchhiker's guide every now and then they're they give the the hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy is a book mm -hmm. in the in, inside in the, book, the book yes that tells you basically it's an encyclopedia Britannica yeah. about everything you mm -hmm. know for if you're traveling the galaxy right yep if you're going um, to hitchhike around and there. every now and then they do this cool little thing where they do they read an excerpt mm -hmm. from it and the and another thing is just fan service of that yeah like every, every other, other chapter. chapter or page yeah. is just like another entry and it's a bit much it is it it's is. too much of a good thing kind of yeah kinda deal um but but like i said where there's there's five primary books and you can buy them all in a nice little collect like mm -hmm. one book that has all five in it and some of them are short and some yep. of them are a little long and they all fit in a digestible way mm -hmm. absolutely fantastic choice of a, yeah. of, a, of, a, of a series everyone um, who hasn't read the hitchhiker's guide yeah 
absolutely should. That might be like the third one I would suggest to people. It, you know, it, just it is it's, just yeah, it it's is, so much fun. It, 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 yeah, and it's it, and it so deal, fun. Yeah. And it, like I said, it's an engaging story. It's a funny story. It truly does make you think sometimes of some of the, the, the stuff that's going on. And it's just so off the wall. Yeah. When when Arthur and Ford gets trapped back on Primitive Earth and Arthur is, uh, Ford yeah. shows up out of that's nowhere. They, they spent like months or years apart. And then Ford shows up out of nowhere. And he's like, there's this couch in this field. Like, we got to go <laughs> catch it. And Arthur, like they're chasing it. And Arthur's like, Arthur felt great. And for the first time in years, he he was doing what? He woke up that morning and decided to go insane. And now he and Ford were chasing a couch. <laughs> you're just like, yes. It's like, Arthur, uh, what are you doing? I, I don't know. I've turned into a penguin. Well, stop it. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Yeah, the, uh, the, all the improv yeah man yeah and the dolphins disappear the dolphins and uh, yeah the supercomputer that's doing the life the the ant trying to figure out the the question for the answers to the life the universe and everything and uh, oh man yeah, i love so when you get the answer and you're just like oh shit <laughs> <laughs> um and so there is as we already alluded to there is a movie i want I want someone to try doing a movie again. Well, they, did you ever see the old TV show? I did not. Oh, there was an old TV mm. show. It's real bad. Because <laughs> the, the the my biggest qualm with the movie. Well, there's two qualms with the movie. One is like I said, a lot of the characters in myself. Though, uh, let's see. Uh, I will say casting. The guy they had it was uh, Martin Freeman as Arthur Dent. Yeah, he was very good. He was great. Yeah. I was when they announced it. I wasn't for it, but honestly, um, uh, Moss Death as Ford Prefect. Yeah, I, I, I like that. And Zoe, Zoe Dezanel was all right as uh, Tristan McMillan. Yeah. Trillion. She needed to be like super blonde. Yeah. Bimbo, though. Um, That's the only the thing voice, from the old TV show. And the I voice like. of Marvin was good. The, the voice of Marvin, yeah, yeah. But the robot the was The robot not. was bad. And Zayfoid was a complete disaster in my yeah. opinion. And um, well, see, the problem but, is, is you need to do, if you're going to do it in a TV or movie show, you know, a movie show or a movie, um, You've really got to do all five books mm-hmm. in order, and they always want to like mash things together yeah. to make one solid movie. And I'm no. like, no, these got to be five independent there's stories enough that there. go through everything. And, and, but and so there's that, and then it's got to be a TV show first, yeah, all, not a movie. The other thing is like they made this movie, and I, I'm not even a person who's like, oh, everything needs to be you know edgy and that stuff, PG-13 rated R. Yeah. But I mean, the, the content of these books, there's, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that is, you know rated our stuff they want yeah. they wanted to make it family friendly so they made it pg their rpg it wasn't pg 13 and i was like you've already met you've already half the jokes in in the restaurant and in the universe you can't tell like yeah. it's just there's just a lot of comedy and it's like you know this needs at least a p i mean i would say r but at least a pg 13 rating and i think by cutting out its legs you're just like no you're not you know what i think you got to do take all the comedy out of it make it serious just hit, dead serious uh, why would you do that? Though? I don't know. Comedy, just because because it's it's, com- it's comical in writing. Yeah. Because there's 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 a lot of tongue in cheek stuff, but yeah. it's like just the, I everything about it is like the 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 bureaucrats that want to destroy mm-hmm. Earth. Like like I like, like the, something definitely I don't <laughs> I like can't about. Believe the book I just system. completely forgot about the 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 vor or what are the vor- yeah Volgans <laughs> the Volgans quest to destroy and, Earth. And I'm like I just can't stand the whole poetry thing like yeah i mean there's uh, there's things we could overlook uh yeah we don't need the poetry thing but i i don't know i can't agree with you taking out all the comedy that's what makes the (laughs) series fantastic and the characters unique i mean i just think about the 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 the, the, when they they end up i can't even remember which book it is but they end up crashing into that flying party (laughs) yeah the flying party oh my god there's (sighs) just 
we're not going to ruin yeah. any more of this. Yeah. We could go on forever and ever. ever about this book series. Yes. But there's just so many places that Thor shows up. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Arthur tries to square up against... Oh. Anyways. <laughs> yes. Just please do yourself a favor. Uh, uh, Robert says number three. So, yeah. Make it number three. Go, do yourself a favor. Go. What, what is it? The, it's the... A Short History I, a short of Nearly history Anything of by nearly Bill Bryson. Anything. I need to write that one down. Yep. Short History of Nearly Anything. Don't get it confused with A Brief History of Time by Stephen Hawking, another fantastic science book, but a lot drier. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, uh, go check that out. Uh, good Omens and then by Terry good Pratchett and Neil Gaiman. And then, like I said, even though I talked about the Iron Court, which, once again, I love the series, but then pick up the hit. Get, get, do those three books for us, please, because it, it, you will be a much better person after those three books. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I, I just, and you'll be a happier person. I don't person. know. I'm excited about this dragon one fighting mm-hmm. the spiders and it's, all it's that. Good. Yeah, that it's sounds good. interesting. Um, But yeah, so I was thinking, Robert, mm-hmm. as we're getting ready to wrap up here, watching it, when we're doing watching it, we usually have, you know, we have some waters and we're eating some candy. That's kind of thing we got going on for watching yeah. it. And then uh, for talking it. Where we usually get a low alcohol, you know, mm-hmm, loosen up. Mm-hmm. I mean, you smoke some weed and stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, I just yeah. feel like as we were... You outed me. I know. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. I just feel like for this one, as we were talking about books, I'm like, this feels a little bit more... So this kid, I feel like we should have like some tea or something to sip no. <laughs> <laughs> I just was like, what? We, we don't need the candy. We, we, we no, need... you know, some cucumber sandwiches. <laughs> and like some... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Next time we do decide to do some favorite book, I think we need some cucumber sandwiches and a little bit of tea. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that is uh, that is it for this. Yeah, week. yeah, yeah. yeah. Very, so it's a little, little different I, episode. Yeah, but, you very know. good picks though. I like, I like your books. Definitely gonna expect that one by Bill Bryce. And I oh I, yeah, I, absolutely. I it's it. I mean, you don't even it. Uh, yeah, it's so it's so good. It's I mean, it's not a story. It's science. Yeah, but it's just it's it's just a fun read and it teaches you so much that you wouldn't have known. Yeah. So anyway, uh, as always, you can email us, uh, watchingitpodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Instagram at watchingitpodcast. Donnell, where else can they find us? Uh, as always, you can get us on Twitter at watchingitpod. Uh, post up our episodes there as we're releasing them. Um, and try to, if we're going to do something special or something, put it up there also. I'm trying. I'm trying. We'll, we'll get better at it. <laughs> um, and then, as always, you can get us on the uh, podcast platform. And whatever one you are using, please give us you know, the, the thumbs up, the likes, the five stars a review um because every bit helps uh we're just trying to grow the podcast um saw a little bit of growth recently actually oh yes 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 so it's already starting hopefully we can keep doing that and uh to everybody who's been listening thank you so much bye